CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, episode one, Coach Taryn here. And Coach Whitney. And Tucker. Tucker's here too, yeah. You know, we've been talking about running this podcast for quite a while, so it's pretty awesome that we finally can sit down and and do this, right? (laughs) Yeah, like it originally started out with Taryn listening to murder podcasts, and if we were to podcast, what would we talk about? And now it's become, we talk about coaching and gym stuff, so might as well have a podcast about coaching and gym stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Much better topic, maybe more appealing to our membership. There might be a little murder podcast, something here and there, but you never know. (laughs) So let's talk about the name. I think that's a good place to start for episode one. Um, We chose the name 1% Better. Uh, A couple days ago, we threw a contest out to you guys that kind of go through some of the things that I say in the classes that may have stuck with you and resonated and things you could apply to real life. And there's quite some interesting things come back, some good memories. Uh, so show us to all you guys that submitted responses. So today we chose 1% better. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, first of all, Whitney, who... Who suggested that one? Yeah, that was uh, Cindy Schnurch who sent that in. And I think uh, it really resonates with her as it does with all of us. Um, but good choice, Cindy. Good Yeah, I love it. I That is one I use probably every class, especially right at the end after the workout is done. We just want to make sure that, you know, this hour that you spent with us, you finished it off 1% better. Um, little comment once we told her that she won it was a cool little comment she said this is by far the most profound quote that resonated with me she said she even has me quoted in her classroom on a bulletin board and students love this one so cindy's a teacher for those of you guys that don't know um i thought this was awesome that she quoted it and she uses it in her daily life like that and you know we bring it up in the gym, but she's able to be a teacher and apply it in her classroom. So that's cool. Shout out to you, Cindy. Thank you for giving us the, the, you know, the, this suggested name. It's perfect. Well, and I think too, in the moment, like after a workout, when you hear a coach say like, do you feel 1% better? Oftentimes in my mind, I say no, because I'm ticked off and annoyed <laughs> and tired. But then you kind of like leave the building and you're like, yeah, I do feel 1% better, which is kind of cool. So if not in that moment of, hey, I totally am 1% better, at least at some point in your day, you kind of reflect back and see that you were 1% better after leaving the gym, which is cool. So have you used this term when you've been a coach with your classes? Uh, sometimes I do. I try not you steal to like, it from me? I, sometimes, <laughs> and then sometimes I don't because I don't want to steal it from you, but... Yeah, like our hope is that regardless of whether we end our class off with, hey, are you 1% better? It's, do you hear Taryn in your head saying, are you 1% better? Um, But hopefully that that's how class ends on a regular basis for most people. You know how many times I get that comment? You know, I just hear you in your head. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was just thinking about you yelling at me. (laughs) It's probably more applicable now Now than ever. at home. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> that one always makes me laugh. It's like, what would Taryn be saying to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess I have a question. How like long have you been saying, are you 1% better? Um, Where did that come from? I don't know if I have a specific timeline on it. It's definitely, it's definitely a concept that, you know, a sport site kind of that I used to work with back in my day when I was competing, uh, shouts to Dawn at mentality wad, uh, you know, you have tough workouts or tough days or things kind of are bothering you, or you just don't feel like you're that successful or things didn't always go your way. There is always something you just have to search for it and find that 1%. Um, so, you know, that was a few years ago, back in my day when I was in my prime, what, probably three, four years ago when Don introduced me to that concept. And, you know, it's easy to feel frustrated when you feel that workout or when you end that workout. But my purpose as a coach, when I say it is always just to reframe your mind that, you know, we don't want to walk out of here feeling like crap. You have to find that positive. And sometimes it's just, Hey, I'm 1% better today. I think even well for me coming in at 6 a.m even just getting out of bed and getting into the building some days is like that one percent better or for those of you who come in the even- evenings um instead of going home after work how easy that can be to do coming to the gym that in itself can make you one percent better it's like easy to not come to the gym yeah totally and the, the best thing about it is that that principle is not even necessarily just a gym thing. So Cindy kind of mentioned it in her comment back to me when I told her about us using the name is that she was able to apply it in a school setting. Um, You know, this is a real life kind of application. It can apply to anything. It's like I've had a stressful work day and well, there's surely there's something positive about the situation you're in, no matter what it is, your kids are bothering you at home right now. Well, you know what, you get to be home with your kids right now. Um, That is certainly much different two weeks ago before all this craziness happened. You know, your job may not be as terrible as you might think it is if you just got searched for that 1%. So I really like this, this principle It's very important to me. Um. I think it's easy to like come into the gym and when you hear, are you 1% better? Maybe that day it was a heavy lifting day and you didn't lift something heavier. So it's easy to like fall back and be like, no, I'm not 1% better because my PR is such and such. And I am so far off of that from today. So how would you um, suggest people kind of reframe that? to feel 1% better, but not base it on say like a loading, if that's what that focus is for that day. Yeah. And that's kind of the concept though, is like not to be outcome goal focused. So outcome goal is like that number on the whiteboard, whether it be your time or the amount that you lifted, you know, in comparison to something you did before Mm -hmm. it, we're supposed to be process goal oriented. And that is the journey to get there. It's everything that happened in between. So, you know, right from the second you walked in the building and started socializing with people up through the warm up, maybe you learned a new skill in the warm up. Maybe you just got a little bit more flexible today or you were able to hit a position on something that you weren't able to do yesterday. You know, when we go through all the technique and stuff, maybe you, you know, you found a position through the movement. If it's a heavy snatch there or something like, you know, people often struggle with that movement. Well, maybe today it felt a little bit easier or, 
I threw that roll your wrist cue at you and you're like, oh yeah, light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something small like that is very important and can be that 1%, you know? So when I'm saying that to the class, that's what I'm kind of trying to you get you to do is, is be that process goal orientated. Like look for all the little stuff in between. Um, tell me something like we've been doing these remote classes pretty tough. There's lots of circumstances that have changed. We're trying to make the best of the situation, keep the community together. So, you know, when we worked out for an hour here, a couple hours ago, tell me something that made you 1% better in that hour that we ran that class. Um, I think, well, like I said to you after it is completely different to work out in isolation, um, and not having those people physically around you. Um, so that mental challenge of not having, oh, Lindsay's beside me, she's still moving, but here I am resting. Well, I, I don't have those people anymore. So I think um, for me in that workout was having to push myself on my own without, yeah, there's people on Zoom, but I'm too busy working out and doing my own thing to watch those people. Whereas when we're in the gym, you can just look and you see those people. So I think it's that mental of needing to push yourself now when you're isolated and alone. So that I kind of felt was, it was <laughs> tough. I kind of processed that as I was working out, I was like, man, this is really different. And I also don't have music to cover up my breathing. <laughs> and I was really, it was just that process. So yeah, I feel a little bit in terms of being 1% better in mindset wise of having to push myself a bit more. It was hard. And now when you look at it from a coaching perspective, because like our application of that has, you know, not entirely changed, but yeah. somewhat changed. It's a little bit harder to see people and obviously we can't be hands-on and stuff. Well then, sorry to jump in, but I think too, while I was working out, I was also thinking from a coaching perspective, if I'm to run a Zoom class, what are things that I'm going to need to think about? And I was being um, aware of how often you were saying people's names. And in my head, I was like, oh, don't forget, you haven't said Cindy's name in a while. And then all of a sudden you <laughs> said Cindy's name. I was like, this is a great opportunity for us as coaches to make sure we're touching on people. And it's and how that kind of translates into real life coaching. Because, yeah, we should be saying everybody's name three plus times or whatever. So I kind of that was interesting too. And that definitely was a concept on, you know, the side of my mind as I was watching all 18 screens there this morning, by the way, 18 of you, that was fantastic yeah, for a Saturday so. morning. Um, you know, when we were, when all of this was so quickly uprooted, that was like one of the main things on my mind now, because, you know, that's what, what the majority of your membership is paying for is, is coming in and being coached and having that individual aspect to it. And now that we're on a screen, it's like, how can I provide that same service? And like just being forced into this position, like quite literally, that's what it was. We were forced into this position. That's my 1% is like, wow, now my coaching has kind of stepped it up to a level that I didn't even know really existed because I've never, never been put in this position before. And so, yeah, now we're adding a more human element to it. Not that we're not saying everybody's names in classes, but like there are 18 of you standing in front of me and I'm going to make sure I touch every, you know, that sounds kind of weird. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Another Terranism. So, more so much more inappropriateness now that we're <laughs> not around people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to make sure that, you know, all 18 people get something out of this short little Zoom session that we're, we're running. So, you know, something as simple as like that, it's did all 18 of you get 1% better? And then did I get 1% better? Because I mean, this circumstance is not ideal for me either, but I'm going to do everything I can to find the positives and make the positives out of it. You know, 
we are what, what we make of it. It's we either adapt or we, we crumble. So. Well, and um, I think too, I found myself saying how like unknown and uncertain things are, but this is a great opportunity for us to be creative and find ways to connect and keep our community together. It's actually been kind of fun. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like as awful as that sounds like the, that's, yeah. that's the positive of this situation. And it wouldn't, we wouldn't have learned zoom. We wouldn't have been able to have these cool connections or do virtual birthday burpees or stuff like that. Like it's just, we've had to be creative and that creative process has been really fun. Yeah. First 24 hours were a whirlwind and you know, they were, they were tough to see where this was going to go. But when we sat down and made that plan, you know, I'm actually excited about some of the things that we're going to do like this, for example. I'm like, I don't want it to last forever, but <laughs> yeah, in the short term, it is kind of neat to see yeah. what we can accomplish and achieve and, and even seeing what other gyms are doing and how we can adapt that for us or how we can make it better. Lots of, lots of options out there. And I, I think that's really cool. So even as a gym, as a whole, we have all embraced this situation. And at the end of it, like, each day we're literally 1% better. Yeah. You know, what else is like cool is after running these zoom workouts, people are texting me. They're like, Hey, this worked and this didn't work. Could we maybe do this? What about this? And they're giving me their ideas. So, you know, just simple feedback options like that is another great way just to en encapsulate everything. All right. We're 1% better after that. I think just that you remembered to press record yeah, two days in a row. Huge. <laughs> Today, that was a major 1% better win. There is win. a post-it note by her computer now <laughs> so that she remembers. I got you guys. Don't worry. Um, you know what? Just to kick it back to kind of where this concept came from, um, you know, the whole principle is based around being adaptable hmm. and, and I know I've told you this story a few times on our dog walks and, and, <laughs> probably, you know, sitting down and, and chatting with my sports psych there, it was always like, yeah, we need to find that 1% better. Let's adapt, adapt, adapt. And it's one thing to talk about those things, but eventually there just becomes this moment where everything you've been talking about kind of clicks mm -hmm. and that moment just resonates with you. And, and like, you remember that moment for sort of the rest of your life type of deal. And the part that made me really I don't want to say believe in, but embrace this and then turn around and preach it. This Bridge City Beatdown used to be the name of Voodoo in Saskatoon before he changed it. And uh, this was the year that, you know, I was hoping to do really, really well in terms of just regionals and things like that. And one of the workouts he had posted ahead of time was a 5K run. My buddy, Whitney Darchak up in PA, she is a big, big runner. And I, like, I knew I wasn't going to win this event, but running is not my thing. And I trained and trained and trained. And I knew my watch, hands in, hands out, what the pacings, the numbers on my watch, what that felt like, exactly this, exactly that. And we get to the competition and, you know, I, I end up in a car accident. Some other things happen and I've got to run this 5K run for the very first event the next morning. I get to the arena and I sit down and I'm kind of getting my things together. And it, I just realized all of a sudden I left my watch at the hotel and here I am like freaking out. I got to run this 5k run and I don't have my watch. And so this is one of those moments where you just need to adapt. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I was like, there's two ways you could go right now. You could completely crumble or adapt. And I went out there and I ran the best 5k I have ever ran 
solely based on effort, not knowing what my pacing looked like, but I ended up with the best time I ever had just because I, I embraced the situation I was in. So I remember finishing that and just messaging Don and just be like, yeah, you know what? This was awesome. And I am so glad I forgot my watch. So that was like a huge 1% better moment for me, for me. And I know that after that, like I was truly living that concept and try to utilize that with all the people I came into counter with. How do you, whether it's within the gym or just in life in general, work, whatever it may be, family, how do you get to that point though, where like adapting just becomes an instinctive thing to do? It's a great question. Probably because I ask you it quite often. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a work in progress on adapting, (laughs) getting better, but still a work in progress. It absolutely takes practice. Like it's a skill like anything else. Right. And the first time you're going to be put in those very uncomfortable situations, you're going to, you're going to feel super uncomfortable, right? Like that's why you're there. And it's all about how you react. And the more times that you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, the more opportunities you get to practice how you react. And right away, you know, us as human beings, we get in those situations and our first instinct is just like, I don't want to be here. I'm going to completely shut down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then sure. things start going sideways. And you know what? The the more aware you are that you are in that uncomfortable situation, I think the better chance you have at responding differently. And, you know, that awareness comes with time. It comes with practice and it comes with exposure. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to place yourself in those uncomfortable situations on purpose. And that was a lot of what, you know, I, I was trying to do at that time, you know, I don't have my all issues with me. So I'm going to do this heavy lifting workout in my Mekons. Well, back in the day, like that was absolutely absurd. You know, if I couldn't switch shoes, I didn't want to do that, but I'm purposely going to put myself in that situation. I'm purposely going to make myself work out in the gym in the dark or without any music. That was one of the hardest days I had ever done was without any music. Um, But you never know what's going to happen in the middle of that competition sensor. You know, the DJ just cuts out. So the more that you can expose yourself to uncomfortable situations, whatever that is, maybe it's something for you at work or something at home. Maybe it's a tough conversation, right? The more that you can do that and expose yourself to that, then the more aware you become and the more opportunities you get to practice until you just have that aha moment like I did. It just takes practice. And I think too, you have to be or have to be actively working on a positive mindset. Absolutely. (laughs) I think that is another one of those kind of building blocks that needs to either be there or something in the forefront that you're working on actively on a day to day. Well, without it, it's nothing. Yeah. Like you can't do this with negative Nancy on your shoulder, (laughs) but but it's so true, right? Yeah. So what do you do or what have you done in the past to kind of be in more of that positive mindset regularly? I journaled. Mm. So I would journal what happened in that day. And I would go back through that after and be like, well, you know, what went well and what would I want to go differently? And then at least you now have played it out in your mind so that when you get in that situation again, well, you've already acknowledged it. So you've done those mental reps so that when you get into that, that physical situation again, well, your mind is already taking you through it. So you're more likely to be successful. Not necessarily you will be successful, but you're more likely, right? right. So essentially it's just practicing mm-hmm. and it just comes back to that again. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I still utilize that today in all my different career aspects, whether I'm thinking about coaching and I run this class and you know what, man, that didn't really work very well. So I'll think about it throughout the day. And when I come back for the afternoon classes, well, I'm going to change this. And then mm-hmm. I run it and I'm for like, sure. okay, did I like how that went? Like, yeah, that got 1% better kind of thing. Right. You know, I utilize it in my refereeing in the same manner as well that if I can do these mental reps by the time I get back there, then and I'm in the same position, then it should be a lot easier. When you journaled, did you not necessarily force yourself to make it mostly positive, but did you ever let yourself kind of dump out the negative stuff you were feeling or did you kind of channel it more towards positive, positive, positive kind of stuff? So, yeah, no, I get it. And here's where you and I are very different, right? You're a very emotional person and and we know this and I'm very objective. but that doesn't mean that I don't have an emotional response to the things that are going on. Right. So yes and no, because I want to put the situation out there for what the situation is. I don't want to cloud it with emotions, right? Right. Whatever happened happened. And if I felt a certain way, that's fine, but that was my reaction. Right. Right. Yeah. So what can I change about the situation that would then change my reaction? I don't know if that makes any sense, but like take, for example, you know, we have, we're running a class and there's a group of people that are just being very disruptive when I'm trying to teach something very technical. So I mm-hmm. need everybody's attention. Um, you know, naturally that would provoke an emotional response as you as a coach, but if I can leave that situation and so if I was journaling, it would look something like this, like I'm today I was trying to teach a snatch and there was a group of four people that were off in the back of the class just communicating amongst themselves, but they were being a little bit disruptive and causing some disattention from mm-hmm. the people that were, were trying to pay attention. Um, you know, this made me feel very frustrated in the moment. And now that I'm here, this is what I would do differently. So what went well, what didn't go well and how I would change that. Because if I can, if I can just take those emotions out of it completely, well, then I'm really just attacking what's in front of me, how I react is my own control. Right. Right. So how do you control your reactions? <laughs> wow, we're getting we're, we're getting deep today. Yeah, no kidding. Episode one, you're getting it all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how do I control my reactions? Well, as body language, facial expressions. Like, are you a are you kind of like doing a scan as you're reacting? Like, is that how good you are at this? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that I can see myself from the outside, like third person. Okay, like from above, in front. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> It's just like, you know, if I can feel myself tensing up, well, then probably someone else can see that happening or Or feel it. Yeah. Like on my face, probably my facial expressions are going to be the quickest thing or my body language. Probably the most common one is someone comes up to me with a very serious conversation and it's like, am I turning towards you? Am I crossing my arms? Am I being inviting towards this conversation? Like, I mean, these are, these are very detailed elements right but that was a good question i know i don't know if that helps but your reaction is everything and that ultimately is the control on on how you're going to handle the situation that's in front of you and that goes for everybody that's just not us that's the athletes that are standing there in front of us in our class you know this snatch could be completely frustrating for you and it's like how are you going to react in that moment and what is that reaction going to do for you like if you start flipping on you're so frustrated and you're throwing your hands up in the air and you're throwing a temper tantrum about the weight you can't get over your head. Well, 
are you really going to have a successful hour or the next, even the next like 30 seconds ahead of you aren't even going to be successful for you. So, you know, it's just understanding what you look like from the outside and how that plays to what actually is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think too, like just in the outside world of how people's reactions translate to the people you interact with, we went to Staples and social distancing and you're walking and the people working there are walking away from you because as you get closer to them, they're walking away from you and what are their hands doing in there? It's just, you can feel other people's body language because people moving away from you or not like wanting to get close, that just makes you more tense and it's a weird feeling when there's like that <laughs> negative feeling <laughs> towards you. So, yeah, body language is, is huge for sure. So just to bring it back to this whole 1% concept, um, when this was suggested as our name right away, what, like, how did that make you feel? Or like, what were you on board? Like what came, what was first in your mind as soon as you saw that one paying up? Um, first thing I thought was, yeah, totally. That is something that is said a lot. Um, also it applies to so many things, um, within the gym, Obviously for us coaching, working out, like workouts in general, nutrition, um, but then it applies to a lot in life too. And I think it was just something that we're also striving to achieve. Like we're always trying to be better, be better in the gym, be better coaches, be better human beings, family members, whatever. Um, so I thought it was a great a great choice. One, because we say it a lot. Two, because it's so broad in what it can include. I liked it. Yeah. As soon as I saw it pop up, I knew immediately that yeah. was the one. Like I was entertained reading most, if not yeah. all of the other ones. But as soon as I saw this, I knew right away, like that was the name. Well, and I think that's something that you um, yourself have kind of ingrained into us. Like I, I think pre-CrossFit function Whitney was not on this type <laughs> of path. And now... Um, I am. And I know there's probably a lot of members who kind of feel the same way. Yeah. I, I would love to hear the feedback on, you know, those of you that have made it this far in our first podcast, first of all, <laughs> 25 um, minutes. Yeah. You guys are doing great. <laughs> I would love to hear what that 1% better means to you specifically. So, you know, maybe the first time you heard it in class, or maybe you had that aha moment, or maybe you've just taken it and been able to apply it to your everyday life, or has there been something where you seriously have sat back and you're like, okay, I've had to look at this and I found I was 1% better or just basically what it means to you. Like, I would love to hear the feedback on that. You mm -hmm. know, there's many days in here where I just ramble off. <laughs> Maybe even today, something comes out of my mouth and it just seems to stick. So, you know, if that was it for you, just shoot us a little message and, you know, tell us what that means to you. Help us build this. This would be awesome. We'd love to hear that feedback. And do you translate that in like do you carry that over to other people like are you encouraging others that you connect with in your life to be one percent better maybe you don't phrase it that way but do you have kids and you've encouraged them through that one percent better kind of model and what does that look like or your spouse or people you interact with at work like are you trying to help them be better human beings even oh, that's a good one. They don't come yeah. through our doors. It's not just walking it, but do you talk it too? Yeah, for sure. hundred yeah. percent. Love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think this was an awesome first episode. Look at us go. Yeah.
Tucker's not so impressed. No, he's like, throw the ball, guys. <laughs> Keep facing short. All right. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Episode two next week.